0: Welcome to the Off-Ramps podcast. I'm your host and co-founder of the Off-Ramp, Kristen. We know what it's like to feel helpless when faced with the magnitude of the world's problems. You want to do something about it, but don't know how or where to start. Well, that's why we're here. At the Off-Ramp, our goal is twofold. First, to keep you informed about the ongoings in immigration, migration, and global affairs. And second, To connect you with opportunities to make a real difference in the lives of forcibly displaced people both near and far practical and positive change is possible let's work together to make it happen so mom it's just the two of us today and the purpose of today's podcast episode is to update people on what we're doing right now in the midst of this pandemic. We've been doing that a lot by email and social media, Uh, but I realized that maybe a podcast would be helpful because a friend of mine recently texted me and said, listen, I know that you're doing something important, but to be honest, I've had such a flood of communications that I really haven't been Mm. able to absorb it all.
1: And hadn't even thought about that, but we have all had a lot more email and communication uh, happening, right? Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: So I thought maybe if we popped up in someone's feed and they wanted a very brief update on what we're doing and how they might be able to help, uh, this might be a a good way to do that. Um, So what are we doing? (laughs) What have you been up to, especially the past (laughs) month or so?
1: So you know, it's really interesting. Um, as as the coronavirus began kind of hitting, Hyder came to me with this idea of, um, "Nell, why don't we make really pretty, high-end face masks to go along with our clothes and our dresses?" And um, you know, and I was like, "Well, yeah, that's that's a good idea, but hey, no, we need to we need to produce the clothes, right?" <clears> Hider <throat> um, passed his citizenship exam on a Wednesday. And on Thursday, I had to tell him that we were going to furlough him. But by Friday night, I had received several phone calls suggesting face masks. And I kept saying, well, that's great, but I need to know where these face masks can go. I need to know who can, who can pay for them. And I need to know how many, right? I can't just yeah. do something without a plan. And uh, about 9.30 Friday night, I got a phone call from a friend of mine who works for the governor's office. And she said the same thing. And I said to her, I love this idea. I love you. But I need more. And she said, oh, no problem. And sure enough, by the next morning, um, we had requests for 1,500 masks. um, Had meetings uh, on that Sunday afternoon um, with Zoom, like everybody else. Um, And we were in face mask production that afternoon. Um, We have since...
0: Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I wasn't even as embedded in the process as you were, Um, you know, being in Virginia, I've been kind of removed from it and just on the marketing end, but even on my end, that week felt like such a
1: whirlwind. Oh Oh, my my goodness. goodness. Oh, I, I still, sometimes I go back and I think about that week and I think, did everything happen in that week that It seemed like to us it happened. We went from, you know,
0: putting a plan together for the next few months for our business to, like you said, Hyder getting, uh, becoming an American citizen along with his family. And then literally it felt like within 24 hours, all of our events had been
1: canceled. We closed down production. It went from... I mean, literally our new line, I have... Two of our new dresses in half construction hanging up in the studio still, Every, because it was such a sudden yeah. shutdown, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so, crazy. So we went into production Sunday, but like you said, who's paying for these masks? Right who's right their masks and who's wearing them?
1: So the initial meetings that we had was with the Texas Network of Youth Services and the Texas Alliance of Children and Family Services these are organizations that work with children who are in foster care or shelters. Um, you know, maybe there's drop-in centers for, for youth, that kind of thing. And those workers don't have access to, to the masks that are getting distributed, obviously among needed personnel who are in the medical profession, et cetera. And also they are not in need of the M95 masks. I had done a lot of research, um, and had, pretty much uh, based on things that I had read from the CDC, come to a conclusion that a basic two-fold, 100% cotton mask uh, is what was gonna be the best bet, the most effective. Um, And so that's, we started getting in donated materials, et cetera, and those were our first two organizations to work with. Um, Those are the folks that received, oh, probably 2,500 of our masks. Uh, Some organizations then came back to us, a couple of those, and said, we need more. So there's another organization, one of the youth services that we have actually um, supplied now uh, another thousand masks. Um, We've had some, after we finished those initial orders, we've had some dentist's office, some pediatrician's offices. Um, We've had a few inquiries from the general public. Um, But for the most part, it's been organizations that need 50 to 100 to maybe 500 masks. I don't think we've produced more than 500 for one particular organization. You know, one of the things we've done different, uh, if you follow uh, what a lot of organizations have done that are in either the fashion industry or some form of um, um, fabric uh, making, uh, you'll see that a lot of people have transitioned to making masks. Um, but for the most part, they're charging anywhere between seven and fifteen dollars for a mask. Um, in all honesty, we're making no money off of these masks. Yeah. Um, we are we are giving them, and in fact, um, the off ramp contributed fifteen hundred dollars towards Texas Network of Youth Services um, towards their need for masks because we feel very strongly that the public. Um, not only needs this protection, but those who are out in the public, who really we need these people on their jobs, they need protection, um, and we wanted to be a part of that, right? So, um, so then after our initial donation and helping te- Texas Network of Youth Services, um, we did then um, increase the cost just a little bit in order to cover our costs. So we are making no money on any of this. We are breaking even. But the beauty of it, and I know you agree with me, is it has kept our folks busy um,
0: and paid. <laughs> yes, not right, right. Level, not, yes. not perhaps to the level that they were paid before, um, no. but even you. But were they are still pay making. Pay. They're
1: still making a fair wage. Yes. Okay. They're they're making well above minimum wage. Okay. They're not making a living wage like they were for us. Uh, but you know. I, I feel, I feel good about uh, what we've been able to provide for them. And we've done things to try and help make the process easier for them. For example, um, Papa and I, your dad and I, uh, we cut and um, um, make all, uh, make pre-cut all the materials that they receive. We've had a family here um, shout out to Greg major, um, uh, the husband of a friend of mine, Jennifer major. Um, they have taken large rolls Uh, I'm talking 60 yards of fabric at a time to their workshop and cut for us. Oh, so wow. everything that our folks get is pre-cut so they don't have to worry about that part. Um, and then yesterday I went out and managed to secure for their, uh, for their industrial sewing machines, uh, a little foot that goes on their presser foot, that it makes a bias binding for them to make the ties so that they're not trying to do all of that by hand. So we've done things to make the process easier for them so that they can produce more. Um, and that then the more they produce, the more money they are able to make because we did furlough our employees. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so everybody is now just on a contract basis however many masks they make, that's how much I'm able to, to pay them. And so, yeah, they've done okay. They're not, they're not making and creating the way they would love to Yeah. <laughs> when we have our designs. But, um, but yeah, they're they're surviving. This is, it is good. I check on them twice a week. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we've done to assure the public about our masks is the process we've gone about this. Um, Obviously I assure that here in our home, you know, we have everything clean and sanitized, et cetera. So when we receive the fabric and the donations, uh, because we've received a lot of donations of fabric and things, um, which we're so grateful, yes. thank you all. It, it is those, it's those donations that has helped us keep our costs down and yes. lets us produce these costs, uh, these masks at such a low cost um, for the public. And so once we then we get them, we wipe everything down, we get everything clean. Then we deliver the supplies um, twice a week. We go, we check on our folks, we assure ourselves and talk to them about the health of the families. Anybody running a fever? Does anybody have a cough? Anybody feeling bad, etc. Just assure that you know we're not looking at the virus being in their home. Um, When we pick up masks, um, we bring them home and they immediately go in our laundry and we wash them, even though they're perfectly clean and brand new. Nevertheless, we give them a good washing. You never know. um, Dry them. And then uh, for an added measure, we iron them. So yeah. So we have now ironed uh, over 3,000 masks.
0: (laughs) And I want to clarify, because this actually was I don't know, it, it was a very um, proud moment for me because you have not made a point of saying this. You and Papa are the ones washing and drying and ironing every single one of these masks. Yes, and indeed. Until, until you said something just casually uh, a few weeks ago. I, I don't know that I realized that. And
1: so yes. the, the amount of work it's, you have. It's really funny. We've figured out how to set up the ironing board and we go get one of our soft kitchen mats, and we put the kitchen mat at the ironing board, and we each stand there, each with an iron, and we watch I Love Lucy. So we have, <laughs> we have now nearly finished the entire series of I Love Lucy. What are you I, gonna watch afterwards? <laughs> well, I honestly don't know. Um, yeah. But I am from the very first I Love Lucy, and we're all the way through her, their Europe vacation I mean,
0: <laughs> directions uh, I did yeah. not expect this conversation to go
1: yeah so um, and then something kind of I think personally I find personally exciting all along as this has been happening you you know the off-ramp has had on its radar since before its beginning uh, the issues that are happening on the border um, and we've made multiple trips to the border to mostly address issues of human trafficking um, that are occurring Um, because anytime someone is displaced for any reason they are vulnerable to human trafficking Um, and that is particularly true on our borders and then as you know we went to Juarez in uh, January um, because the the latest edicts from the administration had insisted that people stay on the other side of the border. So all of these shelters, um, um, we're connected to in our work to about, there's about 20 different ones just there in Juarez. That's not counting what's in the Valley and what's in uh, Laredo and Eagle Pass. But these shelters popped up and they had so many needs. I mean things like heat it was so cold and only one of the shelters had heat Mm -hmm. um so it 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 was heartbreaking as soon as the coronavirus broke out uh, we began saying to each other what's happening in these shelters because people are cloistered together you know 15 and 20 in a room sleeping in bunk beds side by side. There's no, there's no such thing as social distancing. And so we were concerned even then. And then uh, it was about a week ago now, but yeah, it was was last weekend. Um, uh, The Corporate Baptist Fellowship has an advocacy group um, for immigration issues. And that advocacy group was talking about the need for masks on the border. Uh, for some of our leaders there to have not only masks for them as they go out, uh, but masks that they can give to people. And uh, one of uh, oh, a friend of a friend of the off ramp, Sue Smith, said, "Hey, I've got a solution here." And so we are now beginning this week the production of 2,000 masks to share on our border. Incredible.
0: How many masks now have we made?
1: Uh well we're over three thousand so far. And when we finish this couple of thousand that we're working on, we will be well over five thousand, probably about five thousand five hundred. Um I have had to turn people away um for requests for masks. We're able to produce uh between between five and six hundred a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means that now that we're doing this two thousand, we've got a couple of weeks before we can get that. Finished up. And so I've had to tell people the wait. Um, the, you know, it's going to be three weeks before we can fill more orders. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens after this. But right now, yeah, we're up to, by the time we finish this batch, we'll be up to about 5,500. Uh, you know, another part of this that I really I failed to mention, um, we have been cooperating in this effort with a beautiful organization called Love and Freedom. Um, Abby Farron in uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, you know, all of this means that we've met and connected with people, but I have not been able to meet them. I've never met Abby in person. Uh, she and I have both said that as soon as this is over a trip to Dallas or a trip to Houston is in order so that we can, um, we can legitimately um, hug each other and say, we just clicked right away. Um, her, Project Love and Freedom um, is one that helps women who have been trafficked or who have suffered domestic violence. And for people who don't know, there is a close connection between domestic violence and human trafficking. Um, And so Abby has had several women. She, like us, she has a clothing design company, um, much, much larger than ours, actually. So she has quite a few machines and things that she has put into operation. Um, and uh, has put her women to work on masks. So um, some of these have been filled um, by, by women um, in the Dallas area who, who have needed work while all this was happening because Abby, like us, had to furlough her people as soon as this happened. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I want to transition into sort of how people can help us. Um, and I know that there is there's a lot of suffering right now and that not able, not everyone is able to help in a financial way. One of the things that I wrote about in an email recently is this mix of feelings that I have that, that seem opposing, but are both true. And I, you know, I think we're all experiencing this tension of truths that I've been talking a lot about. So for example, you know, I'm, I'm still very disappointed and heartbroken by all of the opportunities that, um, that frankly just will not come to be because of this current crisis situation. But at the same time, I'm beginning to be excited for what we're doing now and um, how we're helping and even the opportunities that I can see a glimmer of in the future. Uh, I am personally, as a homebody, enjoying some of my time here at home and with um less pressure to go and do but at the same time you know I'm doing that within the context of a of a crisis and th- that is anxiety inducing and in terms of the off ramp there is this tension of truths where I am very grateful for everything that has been donated and done to support us like you said we've received not just financial gifts but fabric and even just the encouragement and prayers and all of that matters equally to us, but Mm -hmm. also held in tension with this need for more. And, and I, I don't want the request. um, I don't want one to overshine the, or overshine the other. So, you know, the, the gratitude is equal to the need. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I, I'm just trying to say that I want people to know how grateful we are, but that if they're able to continue to help us, we do still need to employ, well, not employ, but help provide income to our, uh, our team. And the need for masks is still very real. I mean, we just the other day, we got an order for,
1: for 600 for a homeless shelter. And um, so, yeah, and we had, what's sad about that is we had to say, we can't get it to you right now. Um, I, I have enough materials to, uh, get through our, our 2000 that we've got to do. Well, I have enough materials on order. Um, they're not here, uh, here yet, but they're, they're coming. But what's, what's very disconcerting about that is the fabric that I ordered a few weeks ago has now doubled in price. Yeah. Because fabric donations, yeah, so fabric donations are still, and, and let me just say that um, I, I agree with you, the need for face masks, is, it, it's not going to go away. Um, so depending on what we're able to get in and what we're able to, to do financially, even if, even if we don't have orders, we'll go ahead and make up masks until as long as we have materials um, so that we can share them in various places, right? Yeah. Um so and and I let me also say, even though we do have some that are available to the general public, um, we have made it our goal for the masks to go to places that are underserved. Yes, yes so so uh, in just three days,
0: we're recording this on Saturday, so in three and a half days, um, the entire world will come together on Giving Tuesday for a day of giving and support and community. Normally this is held the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, but the organization, which is a a global nonprofit, um, decided that because of the, the need around the world that we would have a Giving Tuesday for this particular crisis. I at first hesitated when I learned that there was going to be a Giving Tuesday. Just from, from a marketing perspective, you know, we keep the, – the need is still real, but I am very conscious of, of – People are tired. This people is are off- tired, yes, yes. This,
1: this – I had the same thoughts, you know. Uh, can we really – can we really bombard the world? Yeah. Um, and ask for more when there's right. so
0: much suffering. Um, but I, I came to this conclusion and we will participate in giving Tuesday. And I, I want to tell you more about that in just a second, but this is, this is why I, I believe in what we're doing and we are doing good in the world at a time when it is needed. And I
1: believe in the people who love and follow the off ramp. Yes. They, they, and, and in, in fact, even people who don't know about us, haven't heard of us, but who may hear of us on Giving Tuesday, you know, in general, it's at times like this where we see the amazing wonder and goodness of people come out. Yes. Um, it's, it's something we don't pay attention to on regular days. Mm-hmm. Uh, sad to say, but we don't. Um, but this is a time when there are so many out there who say, hey, I can do something. Uh, we received a couple of uh, notes and donations this last week um, that I said, these are people I know for a fact, there's not a lot of margin mm-hmm. in, in their resources, yeah. and yet they shared with us. Yeah. Uh, this is a time where people rally around each other, uh, so and I'm I grateful for that. It-
0: I believe in, I believe that people are, are good and want to help others, um, even when it might be, it might make things less comfortable for themselves. I believe that. Yeah, it's it's
1: challenging. It mm-hmm. These are challenging times, and it's not just challenging in terms of dealing with the virus. It's challenging in terms of each of us dealing with our personal budgets and mm-hmm. our you know, our, our bandwidth, what can we handle? What can yeah. I, what can I invest my time in? We have one lady who goes the extra mile and the fabric that she sends us. Um, she pre cuts so that we don't have to do it. Uh, you know, that's, that's just a little extra thing. But when I, she's sent us two packages so far and, and I get them and I think, Oh, this is great. People, people want to help and they want to do what they can to say let's get through this let's get over this and the reality is that for the coronavirus social distancing face masks that it's these kinds of things that are going to help us get past it
0: yep so on giving Tuesday we have set an ambitious goal we are going to try to raise five thousand dollars and as I put in a Facebook post recently that equally excites me and terrifies me um, <laughs> because if we reach our goal the when we reach our goal sorry when we reach our goal the difference that that will make um it'll just give us a little a little space a little room to breathe and I don't know about you but thus far feels like every time I come up for a breath I gotta go back down um and so Mm -hmm. um so yeah we will Announce on Giving Tuesday the various ways that you can donate. There will be a text to give number. Obviously, you can use our website. Um, but even in the midst of asking for donations of a goal of $5,000, we will also be launching a 24-hour Day of Gratitude uh, campaign. I'm so excited about
1: that. I am You know, there's just – and, and okay, shame on shame on us. We should take more opportunities, I know, to – Express our gratitude and our thanks, but you know when you asked me to to help come up with the list of things that we were grateful for, it was not hard. There right. are so many things for which we can give thanks. Uh, yeah. So I am excited about our twenty four hours of gratitude, and I would just ask our listeners, be watching and chime in. Yes. If, if you see if you see something out there that we say we're grateful for this, and and it just triggers something in you that you're grateful for, please share it and uh, let's get the word out. Let's let's change the doom and gloom, right? Let's change yeah. the doom and gloom, and let's turn it into an attitude of gratitude. Absolutely.
0: Uh, yep. So every hour on the hour, uh, the day uh, of Giving Tuesday, so May. F- 5th right may 5th mm-hmm. we will put on social media facebook and instagram something that we are grateful for and again we encourage you to follow along and join in the conversation and tell us what you're grateful for and if you can to to make a financial gift to the off ramp so that we can reach our goal of $5000 is there anything else we wanted to to tell them or
1: yeah you know what i would love to see hmm. um maybe you have one of our be a change maker t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do, would you post a picture of yourself with that t-shirt yeah. or maybe you have one of our threads creations. Um, and you know, it's, you know that keeping our team busy uh, and working has been important to us. Would you post a picture of yourself and, and just tag the off ramp and just yeah. say, you know, I love the off ramp hashtag giving Tuesday now. Um, yeah. Or maybe you're not comfortable doing any of that. Uh, maybe just make a sign that says, "You know, I support the off ramp." Hashtag Giving Tuesday. Now take a picture uh, with yourself of that. Uh, just we. W- this is our day, not just to connect with you, but to show you our gratitude. Yeah. Because um, we truly appreciate each and every one of you who have either bought a Threads creation um has in some way or another supported threads um supported the off-ramp supported the birth of the off-ramp right because the off-ramp was birthed out of threads Mm -hmm. and we've only been around for about 15 16 months Mm -hmm. Um, this is our chance to say thank you so if you would do that that would be great too yeah well um
0: i actually have another podcast episode to record for um for someone else who's interviewing me in a few minutes. So, um, and you and I are going to get outside today. You're going to go on a bike ride and, um, I'm going to go on a hike and get some fresh air. Uh, I hope that this podcast has been helpful and encouraging to you all. I know that it has been for me just to, every time I, I talk about or remember just how, much we've received in terms of joy and um Mm. support Mm
1: -hmm.
0: even in a time of crisis and fear uh i am well again i'm just reminded of the tension of truths that even in a time of fear joy is real and even in a time of scarcity abundance is is evident um and that both can be true absolutely yeah Um, for sure that you Engage with us on Giving Tuesday, whether it's a social media post or a financial gift. Uh, We hope that you take care and that you stay safe and and, stay well. And stay well. Yes. Uh, We love you all. Thank you very much. Bye. If you were inspired to act during this conversation, you can find us and learn more at theofframp.org or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Helplessness and hopelessness do not have to define your future or the world's. Become a change maker today.